0: This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now.
1: It is ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanisha. Sorry, I was get, I was, I was digging the the intro music. Well, we want to welcome. Yeah, I'm just get bobbing my head a little bit. I'm about to start freestyling. I <laughs> but I don't think people are ready for that just yet. Um, they they haven't got. I don't think they know me like that. T you. you know me like that, but I don't think they know me like that just yet. We'll get there. We'll get there. Trust me. Um, I want to welcome you into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and T. Also, you know, you know, you guys have been rocking with us and getting, you know, and just doing everything that we ask you to do. So we want to say thank you for making ATL ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And make sure, please, make sure. Leave us a five-star review, good Lord, so everybody else can find out about us and they can tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. We got a lot of good stuff on board for today. I know I say that every day, but I mean it every time I say it, and I'm going to continue to say it. So uh, we're going to start off with the Atlanta Falcons. They went 7-10 last year, but is it possible they could be better and have a worse record? Whew, that might make your head blow off. And the Georgia Bulldogs. Do they really need Arch Manning? And in for the culture, man, these NBA playoffs, man. All I got to say is, but before we get there, <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons, like I mentioned earlier, they went 7-10. And, and, you know, they've added a lot of guys to this roster. You know, Terry Fondo and Arthur Smith have talked about, They like guys that have chip on their shoulders with something to prove. And so it seems like they're trying to really establish the culture. So I I think the main thing for me, though, T, is when you're trying to establish a culture, that means you got to get rid of some folks, right? You kind of got to move some things around and get your guys in the building. So with that being said, they may Mm -hmm. take a hit, you know, on on that win-loss record. Is it possible that they could be better? you know, and, and have a worse record? Do you think that even possible? Let me say that much. Let me ask you that.
0: Yeah, I absolutely loved when you posed this question to me today because I do believe that you can be better even if it doesn't show in the win-loss column. So what might that look like, for example? Well, anything would be an improvement over, what, 18 sacks last year as a collective. <sighs> That's low. Okay? So if mm-hmm. you get into the 25 range of sacks, if you will, or even we have a double-digit sack person I'm just gonna say yes person there we go yeah sack person yeah if we yes. have that that sack would be specialist yeah I know you could have gone somewhere at this point pin on this roster for real for real so that would be an improvement right yes or mm. if you had and again I know this is kind of big picture or just you know kind of throwing something out there like in the ethos That may not be a possibility, but at this point, even a thousand yard rusher, when is the last time you had a thousand yard back for the Falcons? That might be an improvement. Why? Because that would show you that you're now in position to have a fully functioning offense and not rely so much on your passing game, which should set you up for better success next year. Because again, Jarvis, we're not just taking the 2022 season in like this uh, and putting it sort of on its own shelf, if you will. I think you have to look at it in terms of by definition and look, Jarvis and I by no means are about giving out trophies and just saying, hey, good job. Now, nah, that that's not what the show is about. That's not what these people are about. However, there are times when you can see a line of demarcation that tells you you were better than you were last year, that puts you in position to be even better next year. And those are two maybe low-hanging fruit areas that I see that could make them better, even if the record doesn't dictate. Because remember, just like we talked about on our Tuesday episode, as far as the paper goes right now, that's so all we have is what's on paper. Last year's, you're looking at the strength of schedule and doing a compar- comparison contrast to last year versus this year, and that might actually dictate fewer wins.
1: No doubt about it. And, and also, another thing factor that I, I believe that is going to add to that, being better like you talked about being better for next year mm-hmm. and if this 2022 draft class which yeah. is, has brought in a lot of excitement a lot of like you say a lot of these guys have very similar mindsets right mm-hmm. you know that chip on the shoulder something to prove you yeah. know a guys like Drake London and you know obviously you know with you know on ketty you know there were some doubters as to whether he cannot his level of talent can transfer to the NFL mm-hmm. so it's just a lot of entirely ad ag- 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 year You know, moving around in different positions and not really being settled at that running back position just yet. Just yet. So I think they're with all these guys proving that they belong. Mm -hmm. If you see that on the field this year, I think this is it's gonna make them look better, tremendously better. Let me say that. You know, because like you said, if you got to. AK out there, that's not a good word to use, on Ebi um, to, you know, be in a space where he gets seven, eight sacks. You yeah. see D'Angelo and Malone get five or six sacks. You know what I'm saying? So you got those guys combining for 13 to 14 sacks. You're like, okay, wow. we almost said our number and it's only two guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that would signify that oh yeah this team is going to be good they're good right now just by you know they're hitting on that draft class you're getting that instant gratification on the pick you know in the first year and and I think if you see that you're going to say okay this team is better but they might not win more games but they're, they're definitely better all right T now we've had a lot of conversations about you know, Deion Jones uh, as mm-hmm. to whether or not he's going to be on the roster. Yes. Uh, is he going to get traded? Are they going to cut him? Mm-hmm. Are, are they worried about the salary cap implications? And it seems like this year they don't give a crap about it. Like, it is what it is. You know, we're yeah. going to take our licks uh, this year yeah. and lick our wounds and come back next year and we'll be ready to roll. So, But with the news of Deion Jones being out for the offseason because he had a, um, a procedure, um, to clean up his shoulder and everything like that. So he's going to be out for, um, you know, for the offseason. The mm-hmm. question now is, are you going to be able to trade him now? Does he have any yeah. trade value whatsoever? And on the other side of that, if you're going to cut him, Do you have to wait until he's actually semi-healthy before you do that? (laughs) You know what I mean? So I I think I think this is I think this is gonna speed up the process. I think the faculty are already there as far as him being moved off this roster, but I think this is gonna speed up the process.
0: It very well may. And it's interesting because one of the things I pointed out, and sometimes, hey, we're human, so we have blind spots, if you will. But most of us scratched our head at the end of last season. Even though Dion Jones kind of trended up at the end of the season, but when the season was done, most of us scratched our head wondering, what in the world happened? Because right. that wasn't Debo that we had all come to know and love as far as his ferocity and his just his ability to just get after it. So now you fast forward and there's a little cleaning out of, you know, that shoulder. With some offseason surgery and it's like hmm maybe possibly that could have been a part of it but then you go back to a report that came out that we talked about from jeff schultz at the athletic about the viability or lack thereof of debo being a contributor or adding something for the falcons on and off the field and that it's inevitable that he was going to be moved so i said wow this goes back to what we talked about yesterday and whether that's not just a possibility or a probability, this might complicate things ever so slightly. You never know. You, you really never know because only they know kind of what they've been working as far as, you know, backdoor deals, if you will. Mm-hmm. But I think, like we said yesterday as well, it would make it that much more intriguing to the possibility of this team uh, going uh, having like someone like a Rashawn Evans being there as a veteran to help that linebacker core along.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's 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 going to be really interesting because, like you said, we saw the, we saw the red flags, right? You know, yeah, he's, yeah. all the signing of the inside linebackers. A guy you talked about yesterday, as far as thinking him possibly coming in and making a big impact in his first year. Rashawn Evans, yeah. and like I said, yeah. he'd been in the D. E. defense before, so mm-hmm. you know all of those guys, and then what they already had on the roster as right. far as inside linebacker. You drafted an yeah. inside linebacker in the second round, so it's just it was just too many. Too many uh, droppings be leading us to the cheese, right? <laughs> you know, so now the cheese has come out, and, and, and you know it's it just kind of like, okay, all right, this is what it was. This is what this is how it's going down. This is what they were preparing for. You knew they were preparing for something. You didn't know exactly what. And I think you know the news of Deion Jones having that procedure. This is this is the cheese, and this is what they were preparing themselves for. Now, the Braves are preparing themselves. For a back-to-back wins, like they got they got it done last night. They had two consecutive wins. T like, are, are we um, are we talking about a win streak? The Braves win eight to four last yeah. night. Austin Riley hitting home runs. Dansby hitting home runs. Like he's just out here balling. Our boy William Contreras doing this yeah. thing. Like, like is this? I know we've asked this question so many times, but. Is this is this it? Is this finally it? You know what the it is. I ain't got it. Right. I don't even have to say it. You don't have to say it, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, we get excited, and the one thing that we we never give credit to the Braves for is the fact that they don't have like a three game losing streak, right? Right. But nor did they have a three game win streak. So we hope right. to get exactly. Yeah. We hope to get on that side of it tonight with, with this win in, in this uh, series finale. But boy, oh boy, last night you really had to love what you saw. In every instance, except, of course, Charlie Morton, a little bit of a a rough outing for him. But other than Charlie Morton, I don't even want to get parked there, Jarvis, because Mm there was way too much to see that was positive. Everything from Austin Riley, William Contreras, and one guy that we may kind of overlook because maybe it's been that quiet consistency, but when you're having a three for four night, one of those is a home run, and you are still out there being a showing your gold glove candidate status every night we should give flowers to Dansby swanson because yes. it just keep. i mean the consistency is just there and then one more person and we know we could probably talk about him a little bit tomorrow because we're gonna see maybe uh, he returns maybe if he switches his places in terms of where he is with the pitching staff as the braves approaches uh marlins series this weekend darn spencer strider
1: Good lord, Mr. Strider. Two and two thirds, no in, no hits, no no score, no runs, five strikeouts, just making cats look like they some uh, little leaguers out there when it's trying to swing at that pitch and catch up to them. But like another little nugget from for Dansby Swanson though, last ten games, t three eighty five batting average, three home runs and nine RBIs. He's leading the team with uh hits in, um with, in, with two outs you know what i mean so uh he is absolutely just killing it right now and that's what you love to see from the local product Yo. coming up next though there is a big old big old prospect name that's been out there y'all have to go ahead and tell you arch manning we're going to talk about whether or not the bulldogs even need to pursue this cat that's next on atl day ones with jarvis and tanitra part of locked on sports
0: welcome back to atl day ones i am tanitra Batista. this is jarvis davis and we are so excited that you decided to stop by and rock with us again today also excited that you are rocking with this whole locked on sports atlanta network because we are over 1400 subscribers and we are truly grateful For it. And we're also grateful when you guys go to YouTube and subscribe, like, or follow us and leave comments, as well as when you go to wherever you download your podcasts and check us out and leave us a five-star rating that always means the world to us. And speaking of five-star, there is a five-star heavily super
1: (laughs) five-star.
0: Exactly (laughs) above a five-star dude would be that. And we are talking about, of course, Arch Manning, who Every university in this country has been after since Ben. We're just going to say it like this since yeah. Ben, but mm-hmm. he has seemingly narrowed his choices down. Right, so he's going to be traveling to several schools in the month of June, including Alabama, including UGA, and I believe Tennessee, Texas, so, Texas, Texas, yeah got to get your T's right and keep your T's right. So, yeah, yeah so he will, he will be traveling to Austin, Athens, and Tuscaloosa in the coming weeks. But we are here to talk about his trip to Athens and whether or not that is something that actually Georgia needs to do. Now, we always talk about the fact that, Jarvis, there are – you you can never have enough people, players in the room, right, at certain right. positions, be that room, back room. For example, sometimes the DB room, for example, mm-hmm. quarterback room, sometimes. But let's talk about the fact that Georgia has an embarrassment, an embarrassment of riches when it comes not just to this year, but when it comes to the class coming in next year. So, George, <sighs> is this still viable when you know what your quarterback room looks like to still go after the number one recruit in the country?
1: Here's why I say that you almost have to because we know how Kirby Smart has recruited over the years, right? Like he's – he's I call him big boss, big yeah. boss hog. I think he's, he's a guy that's starting to take over in that space because, you know, he that I think if you just look at the, 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 the billboard that was put up like come to Georgia, you know why I was up there? Because hey, fifteen dudes drafted this year into the NFL. So yeah. hey yeah. <laughs> fifteen. Yes, that many, that many. So um when you think about, you know, all of those guys going in the first round as well. So it just it just speaks to what he got what he has going on down there and what he's trying to do. So I, I think that Arch Manning, it will behoove Arch Manning to at least be interested, right? And if Arch Manning is interested, yeah, go ahead and go ahead and you know, you know, court him or whatever. But the the big piece for me though is that reason why I say they probably really don't need to, right? You know, let me not say that. I know. Reason why they don't really really need to just go all out of their way to try to get him is because. Mm -hmm. You won a national championship with stess and bennett <laughs> you know what i mean like and it's not like and, and the reasons why the one one of the reasons why they won a national championship with with and bennett is because they had one of the most legendary defenses ever yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying and, and they were l- locked and loaded to no, uh, is. you know, locked and loaded as far as on, on on that side of the football, and I don't think yes. that's changing anytime soon. Yeah. Kirby Smart is going to consistently fill the cupboard with yeah. great defensive players. He has a he has an eye for that. So I think that the way your team is currently constructed, mm-hmm. you know that you know if if they get Arch Manning, yeah, that's like you know getting that extra syrup on that ice cream sundae. Like you don't necessarily really <laughs> need it. Right. But, you know, if you got it, though, if you got an opportunity to get it, why not? You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, that's kind of where I am with, you know, Arch Manning. Um, I, I, if I'm Arch Manning, though, T, if I can insert myself into this whole recruiting piece, i go to Texas. Because when, when you think about them even being in a conversation – yeah, For the for the playoff, they're getting ready to go, they're getting ready to go, you know go into the SEC. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're getting ready to make that shift. And it, but if you get in there and get you a little conference championship, you know, going there, start a fresh, true freshman year, the dude will literally run the state of Texas. Like he can literally play at, at Texas for four years. And then go run for a uh, governor of the of the state. Like literally right after. Like yeah. you don't even have to wait. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I I think that, you know, if he's if he's really big on legacy, like I think I think a lot of people have talked about from the, from the things I've been seeing, yes. I, I think he might need to make that choice to go on down to Texas. I know we are Atlanta based, you know, show <laughs> and everything, but I'm just saying what if the man trying to establish his own thing and do his own thing, like they might be the spot for you.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see because that's a decision that Eli Manning made, right? He decided right. that he was going to go in his own direction and kind of, uh, or, or uh, excuse me, um, his his brother. I'm saying Eli Manning, <laughs> but Peyton Manning, right? Peyton Manning, From yes. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So kind of like, you know, the path that you kind of want to carve out for yourself and whether or not that path looks like it has all, it would have all the lore and all the glory, if you will, better at Tennessee, better at Alabama, better at Georgia. And listen, not just to carve out a legacy separate and apart from the other Mannings, but to carve Mm -hmm. out a legacy separate and apart from the other quarterbacks at your respective schools. Now, that's actually where I kind of like the possibility of him being a QB at Georgia. Because real talk, Texas has had a quarterback that will always, Vince Young will always be that guy for them. Right? right? Until yes. somebody comes and one-ups him, not to say Arch Manning can't do that under Steve Sarkeesian, but again, Vince Young is that guy. The statue yes. is now, yeah, He's a dude. In, exactly. Over in Alabama, you still have...
1: You got to wait in line. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, with, with one, like, we got to wait in line over there. Bryce <laughs> Young, Young is still creating his legacy.
0: So we right. don't know what that's going to look like, and it may have only been a half a, a half a, a game, if you will. But to Oatonga right. Bailoa, there's a there's a little mini statue for what he did as well. And we could go the list could go on and on, but I'm just talking about the two reasons. Georgia, however, if you think about it, Jarvis, Georgia's kind of known for having more of those game manager type quarterbacks, right? They're yes. solid and they can definitely do what they need to do, like like Stetson Bennett did when they have an amazing defense, and who knows, taking nothing away from what Carson Beck may end up doing. Or John Vandergrift may end up doing. But what I'm mm-hmm. saying is, George is inc- intriguing as well because they don't really have that guy, that guy under center who has a statue in Athens. So it could be intriguing for Arch Manning as well to be the first guy that put co- the position of quarterback, the position right. of quarterback, in legendary status for the Dogs.
1: You know, and and that's the thing that we've always kind of said it was kind of like a knock right because you know georgia hasn't doesn't have a, a great track record let me not say george kirby smart doesn't have a great track record of handling five-star quarterbacks right you know <laughs> you know you got justin fields and jacob bison and all those guys you know getting up out of there so you know it's just those things are something that are on his record so that's why i say i kind of get it but you know what i'm saying like like i said it'll be it'll be extra pudding on top if if they were to get Archman and like i said if he comes in here he might have a matt stafford type legacy that he can establish and maybe even be better because you know yeah. matt stafford was probably i would say probably the biggest quarterback prospect to kind of Correct. um the last biggest prospect to come out of Georgia. you know mm-hmm. being the number one overall it. pick going to detroit so yeah I, I, um, he got some decisions to make, t. That's for sure. I Marsh got some decisions to make. So, you know, it, it, I think it's all about what he wants to do and what and how he wants to establish his legacy yeah. once he's done playing college football. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, however, but it's just like we already know where this kid is headed. Like, there's like when when Uncle when Uncle Eli and Uncle Peyton are sitting back chilling, you know, watching your games. You already know what is, is it, what he, where he's going. He's got he's going to get plenty of opportunity to go to the NFL.
0: The only thing that will derail that is injury, and we pray, of course, not speaking anything negative into existence. But yeah, that is the only thing that that will derail him. Heck, he can go to even whatever team he wants to. Just ask to rely you know you know mm-hmm. you might want that number you might get that number one pick. talking about having juice. Juice. <laughs> exactly. a like juice exactly like i want to go, where I go. <laughs> right but i thought to myself i was like man you know the the other piece of that is this i think to be in a family that understands the kind of pressure because i thought about this too like man, what kind of pressure must that be for a kid right but then i said you know what not bad because you have a family two generations in now right because archie manning saw this in a different way of course pre-social media pre-internet pre all of that but still there was a lot of pressure on him because of all that he was able to bring to the table and how do you manage through being on or part of a losing franchise like the saints and never really Mm -hmm. get to see your full potential and then you know get to the vikings but it's on the other side of your career, so to speak, and how do you manage through all of those expectations? And then, of course, you know, his dad and understanding when you get unfortunately diagnosed with a some basically a condition that ends your career and you don't have a choice in the matter. How do you manage through adversity? And then, of course, your (sighs) uncle, Peyton, with all the pressure on him of not being able to win the big one. Not being able to win the championship, not being able to get the Heisman, and then having to wait so long to get his, and then of course Eli with the pressure of having to meet the expectations of a Peyton and an Archie that have gone before you. So the one thing I will say is in New I, York
1: too as well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You get a little pressure up there too. <laughs>
0: you, you almost you I mean, like you have to be Teflon like Eli was to manage through uh, living in that in that space. But yeah, I think that's also a good barometer for how he'll make a great decision for himself, but I tell you, being someone who's originally from New Orleans, I just like sitting there watching the whole Arch Manning sweepstakes. I just love these Mannings. (laughs)
1: It's it's crazy. It's almost like they put him in a cocoon, right? Because... Um, a lot of people may think that, you know, Eli and, and Peyton are really involved in the recruiting aspect, but they put it all in the hands of, it, of Arches, um, head coach. Yeah. You know, he's handled everything, and he's just been, been able to, like, the old school way, right? You know, because the, yeah. the high school coach, the head coach used to handle that stuff. Sure. And it, a lot of the future of those players – Used to be in the hands of the head coach, depending on what he used to say when those recruits used to come in town. So right. it's, it's a very old school way of thinking it, and it has worked because I haven't heard anything about Arch, you know, tweeting out stuff or, or doing any other thing that you know, a lot of guys who are high, um, highly recruited nowadays are doing. So, hey, it, it was it was the right way to go. Um, that's yeah. for sure.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that that is the Newman way. And and I can appreciate that. And we will continue to watch and see how it goes in a couple of weeks. And yeah, there's nothing wrong with old school, right? Maybe Mm -hmm. the NBA should think about that. We'll talk about it in For the Culture on the other
1: side. Final segment of ATL Day 1s with Jarvis and Tanitra. We want to thank you for for rocking with us throughout the entire show. We are here Monday through Friday. And make sure you go and like and subscribe to our YouTube page. Type in the search engine. Locked On Sports Atlanta. We will pop up and you will see a subscribe button somewhere. Make sure you move that cursor on over there and tap that bad boy. Um, And always, always, always remember that we are free and available any and everywhere you download your podcast, and once you get there, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. That's all I ask. It's that simple. I'm not going to threaten you today. I'm being good. Uh, <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. Okay. And some days, it's going to be whatever the hell we want to talk about. Today, T, Now, T., I know you have been fired up about these doggone NBA playoffs. Lord, they got off to a good start. And the play-in tournament was cool. And, you know, and part of the semifinals was all right. You know, we got a little excitement there. You know, the, the Mavericks knocked out the Suns. And, you know, and we were like, okay, all right, cool. Let's see what's up with these conference finals. I don't know about you, but uh, I have been underwhelmed.
0: Underwhelmed.
1: <laughs> and you're being nice about it. You know, <laughs> I'm nice about everything. I thought I was a little extreme in the beginning of the show, but you know, I kind of toned it down a little bit because you know, like I want to leave room for you to breathe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I have never been so disappointed in conference finals in my all my years of viewing them, covering them, etc. And, and the reason for it is this. And we talked about in that last segment how doing things old school it's not always a bad thing right there are right, some right. things that you can get from the fundamentals of those that came before you that actually will still work so for example and listen I love Steph Curry I do I do I do and I love the Warriors game it, it's a beautiful game it is a right. beautiful game to watch when especially when they are functioning on all cylinders at both it's ends It's like of the a court. machine yeah It's a Jarvis that's the word it's a mm-hmm. straight up machine and it's a beautiful machine to watch but don't dare sit back and rest on your laurels, Because mm-hmm. any machine can be broken down and rendered useless. Because we all know, the NBA's NBA is- We saw it in the Hawks
1: Heat series, right? There you go. <laughs> 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 no, like for real, for real. So
0: then at the end of game four, um, excuse me, game three, there was a comment that Steph Curry made that troubled me. And he said, we're playing with house money. And I promise you my first thought was, do you know what the definition of house money is? Because that really essentially means that you have four games to try to win one game Right. because you're in control, three game up three games to none, and no team has ever come back in NBA history from an 0-3 deficit. Right. But the mindset didn't speak to put foots on next for me. And that's what I needed to hear from you. Now, does that mean you won't? Win the NBA championship? Nah, probably not. But it just speaks to that larger issue of man, I just wish sometimes you guys could go for the jugular, like sweep them, destroy them, kill them. And okay, yeah, maybe we're a little bit biased here in Atlanta because we just want the maps and the whole Donchich Combo to go away. But yeah, anyway, real right, talk, like right now. Can it go away like now, now? Please. Exactly. Can we but fast
1: forward to tomorrow morning?
0: To maybe <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it makes sense. But no, real talk is As anyone would want a team that can be so dominant to just dominate at every point. And for what we saw the Warriors do in the fourth quarter of game four, to where they actually almost came back from a ridiculous deficit that might have gotten to like 30 plus points, why didn't we see that same energy that whole second half? We know you guys clamped down on folks in the third quarter. So seeing that in the fourth quarter was troublesome for me because that's something that I would have seen, would have wished to have seen in that third quarter. And then secondly, Jarvis, and I'm going to be quiet and get on off my soapbox. I watched game five of Celtics heat, which actually may have been my favorite game of the entire Mm. conference Finals so far, because at Mm. least for the first half, they showed us the competition that we were missing. And some may say, Oh my God, it was abysmal offense." No, it wasn't. It was excellent defense on both parts of both teams. And then unfortunately for the heat, the injuries, just kind of caught up to them where Jimmy Butler couldn't be Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry couldn't be Kyle Lowry, and then it just kind of goes downhill from there because the Celtics aren't nearly as injured and they have more weapons to replace their players who aren't at 100%. But other than that half, that series has been a hot mess as well because what's up with these swings of 20 points here and then no, no, next night you win by 20. No, next night you win by 20. I mean, it just, ugh. So hopefully what we saw in the first half of Celtics heat Game five, we'll see on Friday, and hopefully, we'll just see the Warriors go on and dead this thing tonight. But overall, conference finals, miss me with it.
1: Yeah, you know what? I, th- I think at the end of the day, we just want to see-, see people do what they're supposed to do, right? Yeah. Like, we know the Warriors are more experienced, we know they're a better team overall. They're deep. They got cats like Jordan Poole and Kevin Looney. I hear balling you know what i'm saying so like you're supposed to be putting these boys dead in the water like outside of luke i know you got you know some people may say spencer Dinwiddie. Hey, yeah 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 no they're not on the same same yeah. level as yeah. this team because of the way the warriors are currently constructed they are supposed to dead these guys in the water i remember i'm gonna go back to a conversation i was having with my pop it was in the first round of playoffs and my pops you know he loves him from sports and he asked me he was like who you got going to the finals and i was just like the oh, state in boston because the way jason tatum was playing and just looked like he was just growing up in front of our eyes and becoming that guy yeah, that yeah. dude that all nba dude that he is now mm-hmm. and you know you saw the warriors and how they were coming together and i was just like yes. yeah gotta be warrior and Celtics. we're gonna get there but I just don't necessarily like the path, how we got there. You know what I'm saying? Because like I want them to do, I want them to sweep the Mavericks because that's what you're supposed to yeah. do. I want the Celtics to go ahead and take the Miami Heat out of their misery because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, you got a broken down Kyle Lowry who is just a shell of himself right now. You got mm-hmm. banged up Jimmy Butler. So all of those storylines that equals take them out of their misery and, and, and go ahead and do what you're supposed to do. And they're just not doing that right now.
0: Yeah, and it is disappointing. And you never know, Jarvis, as series extend longer than they have to on the side of the Warriors, you never know who might go down, right? Right. So that's another piece there. Go ahead and end this thing so that you guys can get the rest that you need and reset and you're ready for the NBA Finals. And even on the other side for the Celtics and Heat, should it be the Celtics, then you guys want to get some extended days of rest as well because low-key, Marcus Smart has been in and out of the lineup. Uh, Robert Williams is not 100% himself. And there were there was a moment last night where it got a little scary for Jason Tatum, too, where folks were mm-hmm. like, whoa, whoa, is Jason T- Tatum, you know, did he take a little bit of a hit in that first half? So you don't want that to happen. Or God forbid, God forbid, Celtics, you somehow craft the bet and don't get this winning game six. And you have to march yourself back down to South Beach. And then you're looking in the offseason and talking about what could have been. Because like you. I actually called it for Warriors-Celtics as well. But again, the path, Woo, child. Anyway, <laughs> hopefully we'll be talking Green, Hope
1: you path back tomorrow, yes. Exactly. <laughs> the path, exactly, there it is. I don't even have to say anything. Thank
0: you guys for dropping by and take the path back to this show tomorrow. But after you take the path to check us out, always take the path to check out A to Z with Mark Zeno as well. Appreciate you stopping by. See you next time mm mm-hmm.